You're listening to Incorporating Superpowers with the Voice of Reason, risk mitigation expert, and former counterintelligence agent, Justin Reckla. Get ready to rip apart the veil as we dismantle old school business and prepare for what comes next. Business will never be the same. Welcome back to Incorporating Superpowers. Folks, you are going to be in for a treat today because my guest today is Ari Gronich. And the topic we're going to be talking about is a new tomorrow. Now, by the time you're listening to this episode, we're still smack dab in the middle of all the COVID whatnot. But by the time you're listening to this, God willing, all of that will be done. But regardless, the conversation of a new tomorrow is still very relevant. Ari Grodich, I've known Ari for, I don't know what, eight, eight or nine years now. Um, in, in the business circles that we run in, he's known as Magic Hands. Uh, he's personally healed me multiple times throughout the years when we've shown up at a conference together and he's worked his magic uh, and, and got all the whatnot out of me. One point in time, I was literally deathly ill. I mean, I was on bed thinking I was going to die and he came in and spent a couple hours with me and, and got rid of all of it. I was lit up and walking like nothing had happened. It was absolutely amazing. Um, so Ari's on a mission because he sees things differently. He's very powerful and brings a lot of knowledge to the medical space, the healing space, the body space. Uh, and he's absolutely brilliant in that. We're going to be talking about what a new tomorrow looks like in the medical field. Ari, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad to be here. This is good stuff. So you, you've been doing this for a while. You've been in the industry for, for quite some time now. You've worked on superstar celebrities, uh, you know, lots of big names. You've toured with some people that, that a lot of celebrities that had you on tour with, uh, that you were on tour with them to keep them fresh, to keep them going. And now you're training people, you're out putting there and you've just got a book. What's the name of the book that you it's just wrote? It's called The New Tomorrow, Activating Your Vision for a Better World. Okay, so we, we, know, we, we know that we're, you and I are still sitting here and we've got the impact of everything COVID still going on. But for those that are watching, like I said, hopefully we're on the other side of that. What does that mean for a new tomorrow? What, what does that mean? So there's a saying that I like that I kind of coined. It's we made this shit up. We can make it up better. And I think what people don't understand is that society at large, the systems that we live under, medical systems, infrastructure systems, we money systems, we created it. It didn't come from anything other than our imaginations. And currently, as you can kind of see, and as the world is starting to, to realize, it's not that optimized. It doesn't get great results the way that it is. And so a new tomorrow is all about how do we move from this thing that we've created that we're really attached to, to creating something better that works for everyone, that works more efficiently, more effectively, better results. I'm known as so, a performance therapist, so I like things that perform. <laughs> you know, it's, um, folks, it, what, what Ari is talking about here is it's very much in alignment with what we do at Superpower Experts, and, and that's the, the fact that we create our realities, right? And just because we're seeing something going on and we see something existing in the reality and looking at the medical field, right? Those are just systems. Somebody had a good idea. 
let's see if it works. And, and it worked, but if it's no longer working because we get more and more people, more and more illness, it's time to, to rework those systems and processes. And that's what Ari's talking about here is, is that there's a responsibility of the practitioner and of the industry to take a look at what they're doing and go, mm, maybe this isn't working and it's time to do something different. Yeah, absolutely. It is, it's incumbent upon us as the professionals in any industry, whether you're in the financial industry, government industry, medical industry, as I am, it's incumbent upon us when we see inefficiencies to speak up and speak loudly and say, no, this is not working the way that we're doing it. We need to shift system. That's our job. That's the role that we place because otherwise the people who come to us are going to get subpar results. And then why would they want to come back? Why would they want to use this system that we've created if they're not getting the results of better health, of finances, of better environment? Why would they want to come back? Yeah. And that's, and that's, you know, we gotta, we, you can't separate the fact that, those good idea fairies with a system that worked at a point in time have gotten dissuaded by money, big pharma, right? And change when you've got that much money invested in the system can be painful only from the perspective of it's going to hurt somebody else's pocketbooks, right? But as far as treating society, up-leveling society, it's time to put some better systems in place. Yeah, and absolutely. And, and one of the cool things is that pharmaceutical industry can pivot, do something better, and still make plenty of money, right? It's just that they've become so big. It's like that old saying, a, a large ship has to turn, takes a long time to change course or change direction. Yeah. And so how do we build a system that's more like a tribal society, more modern, but tribal for the modern world. So easy to, to maneuver. You were in, in the military, right? S Navy SEALs, special forces versus large armies, right? Yeah. We shifted because a large army is hard to move and activate while small teams that are purpose-driven. On the fly. On the fly, easy to maneuver, easy to transition. And so even a large company can create project and purpose-based teams that then can move faster than the large company as a whole. I agree. It's, um, folks, this is going to be uh, a great conversation. We're going to dive into this a little bit further on uh, what does that look like? What actually needs to happen in the industry? Go over some of the stuff that, that, that Ari's covered in his book, uh, A New Tomorrow. Before we do, Ari, where can people go find out more about you and your book? Uh, they can check out uh, me, Ari Gronich, at everything.com. So <laughs> Facebook.com, uh, Ari Gronich, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, etc. Ari Gronich. And then on Amazon, you can look up Ari Gronich and A New Tomorrow, and you'll see uh, the book. So you can order it there. Fantastic, folks. We are talking to Ari Gronich about A New Tomorrow and how to change the processes and systems of the medical system for better in the future. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hello, everyone. This is Tonya Don Reckla, Executive Director of Superpower Experts, and we want to thank each of you 
for making Super Power Up the number one podcast network for personal development and spiritual growth. Because people like you have the courage to say that mindfulness, healthy living, disrupting reality, the pursuit of consciousness, responsible entrepreneurship, and radical parenting matter. We now amass over 1 million downloads monthly in more than 90 countries. Our numbers keep growing because there are far more people willing to live divergently than mass media wants to acknowledge. For you, the change makers, the light bearers, the way showers, we say thank you. If you're ready to take the next step in your evolution, go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz. And as Neva Lee Rekla, our youngest podcaster, likes to remind us, remember, we all have superpowers and we can change the world. All right. Welcome back to Incorporating Superpowers. My guest today is Ari Granich. We're talking about a new tomorrow, what that means for the medical field, looking at the processes and systems that are in place and recognizing it's time to evolve them. But how do you do that when you are taking on big ships, these big behemoths of, of big pharma and people that have lots of money, excuse me, a lot of some money invested in those systems? How do we change it? So, Ari, talk to me a little bit about your book. What are some of the principles, some of the concepts that you bring up in your book that you talk about on how those changes can be made? Right. So I talk a lot about the butterfly effect and how if you do one action, how it affects every other action, right? Um, critical thinking. How do you think about things so that you can make sure that you're making a change? Uh, common sense. <laughs> if you see something that's not working, common sense would say it's time to change that into something more productive, right? And so I talk a lot in here about infrastructure and the systems of healthcare. So I'll give you just a quick example. Uh, I had a torn MCL earlier last year. So in, in October of last year, tore, the, um, tore my MCL, went to the doctor. The doctor said, well, for your insurance, we have to take an x-ray before we could take an MRI. Why is that, that you would have to do that? That's what my question was. And he didn't know. He said, we just required to. I said, is that x-ray going to give me any information that I can't get from an M from a MRI? No. Is it going to give me a diagnosis? No. But we have to do it first. So this is an inefficiency in a system that is prolific in the medical community, right? There are always procedures and things that you have to do before you can get the one that you actually need. You have to go to a general practitioner who then prescribes a specialist to you, right? Well, I already knew I needed a specialist, so why couldn't I just go to the specialist? inefficient for the patient because it takes extra time, extra energy, extra paperwork, extra billing, extra, extra, extra. And the added costs that go with that are enormous into a system. If you could imagine a million people having to go to two people instead of just one, that's two, <laughs> two million visits and procedures that are possibly unnecessary. And so add that to 300 million people. So it's a very inefficient way of doing things. We know the things that work. We know the things that are more efficient, that will tell us the data that we need so that we can make proper decisions. So why have this inefficiency built into a system? That's just one example of something that we can take out. 
So I call it procedure versus results-based medicine. Right now we're in a procedure-based model. The more things that the doctor or practitioner does, the more money he gets paid, regardless of the results that are achieved. So if you go to a results-based system, you can make that argument that the doctor gets paid more for getting 20 people, 100 people from, from smoking, right? Uh, 10, 20 people, 100 people to not have diabetes anymore. That would be a great results-based system. So they get a bonus for that. Right now, it's all procedure-based regardless of results. And so you could see over the last 30, 40 years what the results are. Obesity has skyrocketed. Diabetes has skyrocketed. Alzheimer's has skyrocketed. All chronic disease-based issues have skyrocketed it skyrocketed in the last 30, 40, 50 years. Why? Because we're just doing procedures and not actually taking care of people. Well, and I'm going to ask you this. How much do you think that is, that equates to um, people's knowledge and the fact that the medical industry has kind of, for the most part, society's abdicated its power to the people in charge. Right. So I ask patients, I, 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 I pick fights with everybody, <laughs> right? So it's not just the medical community, it's the patient community. So how often have you, Justin, I'll ask you, how often have you interviewed your doctor before going to him or a chiropractor or a personal trainer or a nutritionist and asked him, asked him or her, what is it that you do? What are you a specialist in? What this is what I've got going on. Are you capable of handling this and reversing the conditions that I'm in? I don't ever hear a patient or, you know, a client doing that. Like, well, the, 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 system, the system doesn't allow for it. The system doesn't welcome it. And the system wants to keep people naive so they can keep them in a procedure-based system. Right. But we as patients and clients have a responsibility to ourselves to ask for what we need. And doctors are beginning very slowly to realize that the system is broken and they're starting to become non-insurance based practitioners. And they're, they're dropping the doctor from in front of their name and calling themselves coaches or consultants or something other than doctors so that they can get step out of that system. The problem with that is that they're not being loud about it. They're not talking about it. They're not saying really wide and loud, this is the issue with the system and it needs to shift and change. And until they do that, it's going to be a very, very, very slow, creeping, crawling, snail-like (laughs) <laughs> progression towards a different world and a different, you know, a better, a better world. So my thing is let's go after the doctors and the practitioners and the therapists and get them to be loud. Let's go after the patients and the clients and the, and the citizenry and get them to be loud about what they're needing. And I'll, I'll give you another quick example. I have a friend who, who uh, he's a PR expert and He's a Tony Robbins guy, friend of mine from, uh, I met him through Jessica Brace, who I, I believe you know. And he is now in 
a care facility because he had a massive stroke and he's starting to learn how to walk again. Well, Medicaid took basically every bit of money he had left in order for him to be in this facility. And now, so he's stuck there. He has no money. He doesn't know how to walk yet. He's retraining himself on how to walk. And in that facility, the nurses, the doctors, the therapists uh, will avoid working on him on a day. Oh, we're too busy today. We have too much to do. We can't, we can't do therapy with you today. Oh, well, you know, I know you want to get up on your own, but we're not going to let you do that. Um, and so I told him, I said, it, you're a PR specialist. You've got it on the phone to news anchors, get them down to the facility and give them the what for. <laughs> because give them first-hand perspective. First-hand perspective because they need to know that what they're doing is not okay. And the only way to get that message across is to be loud about it. I always say uh, silence is a bully's best friend because as long as you're silent, the bully can continue to be the bully. You get loud about it and all of a sudden, what happens to the bully? You've been in the military, you know. <laughs> you bring light to the darkness. You bring <laughs> a spotlight, you know, to what is, and all of a sudden you can't unlearn the things that you learn. So you start seeing what you don't normally see because somebody's being loud about it. The bully can't exist in that environment anymore. And now we can really make change. Yeah, this is, and, and all of that, the biggest thing that I heard, and it resonates so true with me is that, and it goes back to this, and I say it all the time, folks, self-dominion. You got to have self-dominion and everything, including health, which means that you have to take some responsibility for the people that you engage in your health. If you're not certain that they're the ones that can actually treat you, you owe it to yourself to find somebody who can, somebody who will, somebody who's not going to take the long route just to get paid because that's the way the system's set up, but somebody who can expedite this. You know, it's, um, you know, both Tony and I are, are you know, we're part of the VA system. And, you know, it, it gets a pretty bad rap, but I have to tell you, um, we're seeing changes within that system as well. Um, they're giving more freedom to the patient to decide on certain things. Um, and some of the doctors that are part of that organizations, a couple that saved Tonya's life last year, uh, literally saved her life last year, um, were some of those people that are being vocal. We ended up in an emergency room. Our doctor just happened to be on call and our doctor came in because we had built a relationship with them and trusted and knew he was the one that was gonna be able to, to assist Tonya. And um, he came in and dominated the, uh, the, the, the ER doctor, literally just ursuped all of her power and said, yeah, this may be your ER, but this is my patient. And uh, the stuff, the circus that we were going to run through in the ER was just crazy. And because, because we had done the things we had done, we had built a relationship, we had asked the questions, he was able to expedite uh, the, the processes that, needed, that Tony needed that ended up saving her life. So um, 
so grateful for those doctors and those medical professionals out there that are, are challenging the systems and doing things differently. Um, this is this is an uphill battle. It, it's one that starts with the end user, which is you. So if you're listening to this, it starts with you because it's not just the doctors that have to get loud. It's got us that have to get loud as well. All right, this is a very noble uh, noble mission that you're on. I'm super excited about your book and and, and so forth. Where can people uh, where can people find more about you again? Yeah, so they could go to facebook.com, uh, achievehealthusa.com, Ari Gronich at Twitter, LinkedIn, all the social media. And uh, you could check out the book at amazon.com. Look, just look for a new tomorrow, Ari Gronich, and it'll come right up. Fantastic. Folks, you heard it here. The medical system's got to change. It starts with you. It starts with self-dominion. It starts with empowering those that are in a position of power to have an effect on change and encouraging them to speak up and having that courage to go against the grain so something new can come about. Until next time, folks, go out there, incorporate your own superpowers, change the world, and create a new tomorrow. Take care. Thank you for having me. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today.